Hey everyone, welcome to SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. For the realistic SLP. Welcome! Oh look, we did that together. We're awesome. (laughs) Cheers to that. That's right. Our life is speech and we're okay with that. Understanding, language comprehension, expressive output. And then also you're teaching them like syntactically correct sentences. Right. Work smarter, not harder. Right. The first step is just how to communicate. Trying to help people to, you know, improve their speech language communication. Neurons that fire together, wire together. I like that. That's really genius. We need to choose that. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Hey everyone, welcome to season two of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our guest. Christina. Hi, thank you for having me. This is Christina Moros. She was my former CF from last year, and this will be her first licensed year working as a speech pathologist. How do you feel? I'm excited for another year. Can we we cheers to that? I'm ready. I am ready with the cheers. Cheers Cheers to that. that. I almost drank the microphone. (laughs) That would be interesting. Mm -hmm. So, so, wait, well, obviously, the elephant in the room, I sound like a man. Yes. I had a bit of a cold, and then I went to a wedding, and I did not practice good vocal hygiene. No, she And did I not. sang at the top of my lungs the entire night. Meaning you didn't use your diaphragm and proper airflow? No, I, I definitely belted, but I think right. that uh, I just did it too long. Yes. Too strong. Too, right. You know, but go big or go home. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But it's a good thing we have our guest who's mm-hmm. going to... Give us her wealth of knowledge. But That's before right. Before we're ready to listen to her, we want to talk about wine. Right. Right? Okay, so what are we drinking? We have red wine. It's a George's Dube Diff. I have no idea what I love getting these are. very difficult jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to take a picture of this and people <laughs> will see that there's like letters overlapping. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. But it's a red Beaujolais. I think our guest, Christina, knows how to pronounce it a little better. A Beaujolais Nouveau. Nouveau. Wow. wow. Oh. It's new. It's It means new Beaujolais or whatever. And it's from that region of France is where it comes from. Fancy. It's made of Gamay. It's made of Gamay grapes. And it's a light-bodied wine. It's very fruity. And it has like a little bit of a cherry grape taste. That's why we paired it with some cherries and some Gruyere cheese. And this cheese, it goes well. It's a nutty cheese, and I feel like it has a nice, rich, and creamy taste. I think the pairing is good. It feels very smooth. It goes down smoothly. I vote drink it. What do you guys vote? I vote sink it, which means I don't like it, but I'm going to drink it anyway. (coughs) Right. I think Maria was setting me up. She just wanted to put on some bad taste in wine. But it's actually growing on me. So, you know, even when it starts off bad, you just... Hold your nose and it's good. Which is great for our CF themed episode. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, Christina, what, what do you, does this remind you of life right now? Well, do you drink what? it or sink it? Yeah. I, I would drink it. And I think we should come back to Deb at the end and see if maybe her opinions change. And she says it's growing on her. Maybe by the end she'll maybe right. yeah. let it float or something. I don't know. All right. So, um, were the reviews mixed? I guess to say drink it, Deb. I feel like you should vote sink it. You know, start I, season two right. I voted sink it. I voted the, the vote. The ballot is in. That is my final answer. But All sink right. it does mean drink it. It just means 
I'm not happy about it. Right. And just don't buy it again, like you said. Right. Okay. I'm also mixing it with emergency, so that could have something to do with I this. I think. It's probably too much sweetness for you. I don't but. know what it is. Anyway, so since we have our guest here, Christina, we're going to play a nice, fun, getting-to-know-you game. And it's called Two Truths and a Lie. So we're going to all say our three statements, and we'll all collectively guess which one is the lie. So, who wants to go first? Um, not me, because I didn't think of them yet. Yes, so that would be Christina, then. I did. I See, did do prepared. a little bit of pre-work for She's this. representing the CF. <laughs> she's here. She's prepared. She's ready. And I'm just going to eat a cherry. Go ahead. All right, so my two truths and a lie are, I worked as a waitress at an Italian restaurant. I have traveled to South America, and my birthday is a national holiday. Wow. All right, so which one is the lie? Um, you travel to South America? I think her birthday is not a national holiday. Maria's correct. Yeah. I have not been to South America, but my birthday is a national holiday. What is your birthday? July 4th. Can we do ah. <laughs> Cheers oh, to 4th of July. You're a cancer, too. Yeah. Oh, we're oh, this is the cancer show. This is the cancer show. Mm -hmm. The alternate name. This wine is good. Very smooth. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all mad here, right? Right. Okay. I don't remember what episode that was. So, yeah. Who knows? But it's all right. All right, I'll go mm -hmm. since you're uh, brainstorming over there. So, I was an extra in a film with Leonardo DiCaprio. I've danced on a Broadway stage, and I've seen the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Which one is the lie? Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm -hmm. What Danced on a Broadway stage. No, those are true. <laughs> yes, I have not seen The Leaning Tower of Pisa. I oh. you guys. When were you in a, what movie? It's called The Garden of Eden or The Gardener of Eden. It's mm -hmm. like an indie film and he was somewhat in it. I saw him running away from everyone and all the girls were just swarming after him. Oh. And the back of my head is in that movie. So you're welcome. Very nice. People. You're I welcome. Like out for that. And then I danced on a Broadway stage because I did... Um, I, we won a Disney grant with my students last oh. year, and I got to go on stage and dance to uh, You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me, because we did an <laughs> Aladdin dance. And I was on there dancing with the kids, but I was oh. there, you know, right over there. And uh, ironically, I know I travel a lot, but I have not seen The Leaning Tower of Pisa. That's why I, threw, I put that one in there to throw everyone off. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. All right, so... Deb is going to tell us her two truths and a lie, but before we do that, yeah. I just want to uh, comment and say I love our new intro, and I was wondering oh, if people yes. like our new intro or Thank not. Thank you, John and Miranda. Yeah. I, um, yeah, that was a part of the plan. Good job, you're, Maria. You're welcome. Uh, John Miranda, he... Uh, Made, he composed us a song, then he listened to our episodes, chopped them up, sliced them together, yeah. and now we have three different intros, so you guys are never going to know which one's coming at <laughs> you. right. Some are long, some are short, but uh, yeah. So thank you, John Miranda. All right. Hit him up. Thank you. I think it's like johnmiranda at gmail.com. Okay. I sound like Phoebe, like... When she thought so she was, so yeah, when she was like wanted to lick everyone to get her cold back. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no licking here, please. No. Thank you. All right. Well, I have the cold. You should want to lick me. Right. Yeah, I don't. Lick <laughs> 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 me. Um, okay, wait. My two truths and a lie are um, I used to play basketball in high school. I was in a commercial once, and I used to do stand-up comedy. 
Okay. Does Christina want to go first? I feel like you weren't in a commercial. And I don't think you played basketball in high school. Um, I was in a commercial, and no, I did not play basketball. <laughs> I knew comedy wasn't true. <laughs> Wine is making me smarter, that's all I have to say. But I did, I did basketball stats in high school, and I sang the national anthem one time. What is basketball stats? When you, like, keep score and, like, keep track of how many, like, rebounds oh. and stuff, and, like, I did, like, the shot chart and the score. Was that fun? Um, yeah, I liked it. It was, really? it was fun. Interesting. Yeah. It was fun to, like... Because, you know, basketball games are fun. And yeah, I always fun. Yeah, in high school, it's fun to all go. Everyone's got signs. <laughs> they're screaming at people. Um, and then I also always had a ride because I was on the bus with all the basketball guys. And, uh, I feel like and then, that's the fun part. No? Yeah, I did have a, I did have <laughs> a crush like, on one of them. Yeah, there we go. Guys, there it is. That's the reason. Um, but, but, I mean, I not all of the years. And I did it with my friend <laughs> Ashley, and she was cool. That's fun. Yeah. Um, and I was in a commercial when I was little. It was about recycling. Cool. Because I'm just trying to, you know, better the earth. Aren't and, we all? And I sang a song that was like, cycle, cycle, got to recycle, cycle. <laughs> Something like that. Sounds like it belongs and right after us, the Sesame Street. Uh. Yeah, it was like, what's this? Is this the Cabbage Patch? Is this the move? Yes, that's the Cabbage so Patch. So they had us doing that with like rakes. Because yeah. like recycle, but then also rake. Is there a home video of this that we can maybe put on the Insta story <laughs> for a later yes. observation? I really wish, and I have Googled the internet for cycle, cycle, gotta recycle commercial Can you shop. show us that move one more time? Cycle, cycle, got to recycle. All right. <laughs> and the head nod. I know. Well, I don't know if I did the head nod. I was like four or five. I might have been, you know, like five or six, actually. So I don't know if I was that confident in myself to do a head nod, but... Yeah, I've Googled it. I haven't found it. Um, I do. I did it with a friend of the family and their daughter, and they said they had a copy. I've never seen it. Yeah. But if anyone is a diehard fan, you can prove it to me by yeah. scratching up some <laughs> footage of me singing about recycling. We filmed it in Jersey City, is all I remember. Fun times. Yeah. All right, let's go on to our next game where we're going to get to know Christina a little bit more. So this yeah. is, I'm sure everyone's heard of this game, 20 questions. So we're going to fire away and try to uh, ask you all these 20 questions before our time is up, which I feel like we can do. I think so. You yeah. do the odds and I'll do the evens. Oh, all right. Okay, that's yeah. a good one. All right. I'll do odds and evens. And you'll answer all And you are doing all the work because you're the CF. Yeah. Sorry, but that's it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number one, where are you from? I'm originally from... Portland Manor in Westchester County in New York. Some people call it upstate. I just call it 40 minutes north of New York City. Um, okay. But I moved to Brooklyn seven years ago. Oh, okay. Very nice. I'm chewing spaghetti. Yeah. Um, do you have any siblings? I do. I have one older brother. Uh, he is three years older than me, and he just got married, so now I have a sister-in-law. Oh, cool. He's the one you consulted with about the pronunciation yes, of the wine, yes. right? His wife is from Paris, so we did a little wine consultation. If they hear this, they'll be really appalled with my pronunciation. Oh, no. If they're, <laughs> if they're appalled with yours, they're going to just throw up at mine. So, yikes. All right. All right, so when you were in high school, did you know you wanted to be an SLP? That's question number three. Yes. So I knew probably like halfway through high school. 
that I was going to do speech because by the time that I was applying for undergrad, I was looking at colleges that offered yes. speech and communication Same programs. Here. Same here. Oh, I was not. I was going to school for PR and advertising. I was going to be Carrie Bradshaw and Samantha Jones. <laughs> nice. All in one. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so you knew by the time you were in high school, you would say. Yeah. Right? Okay. All right. Question four. We got an even number. Yeah, but uh, the rest of it was, did you yeah, know did you? any SLPs when you were young? Oh, that's what that said? Okay. Yeah. I did. I went to an SLP when I was in preschool for articulation because I had some backing issues. Really? Uh, my parents thought it was really funny. They still like to poke fun at it. Really? Um, <laughs> Can you give us some examples of well, what so, you said? From what I hear from my parents, I would say Gubway for Subway Ooh. and Geyer Truck for Fire Truck. And apparently so those were, like, York. two of my favorite words <laughs> to say. <laughs> so. Like, the Subway. <laughs> I think it was because I like Subway the restaurant, not the train. I got you. And I was like, oh, I want to go to get a Subway sandwich. My parents were like, you can't even say it. You're not going to get one. You know, that type of thing. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> They're tough. Yeah. By the way, I rode the subway today, and it is so sweaty and sticky down there. So sweaty and sticky <laughs> until you get on the train, and then you freeze, freeze for the 30 yeah. minutes that you're on it. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, Bear Grylls says don't do that. He said the worst thing to do is to get really sweaty in the wilderness, yeah. and then you're, you get cold and the sweat freezes on you. Yeah, that's, isn't that how you get sick? Yes. Yeah. I think that's why everyone was so miserable in the summer. You, you know, know, I was on the subway two that, days. Look what happened to me. Mm. It's your car. I, it's, my, it's my speech bubble car. <laughs> that's why I love my car. Now I know why Han Solo and Chewbacca were so mad when they lost the Millennium Falcon. Because you got all your stuff in your vehicle. Yeah. Like your charger and your makeup. It's like your second home. I mean, mm -hmm. especially if you're an SOP and you're traveling from here to there. Well, like, yeah. This and this is my have... dinner table. This is my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I put my makeup on here. I eat. Yeah. Get my coffee. Yeah. yeah. When I was in high school, I think my car had like a full wardrobe in it. Mm -hmm. I had to wear a uniform. I had like at least two extra uniforms. Case of water, yeah. couple cups of coffee. Yeah. I always have a bathing suit. Really? You never know. I have flip flops because you never know when you need that pedicure. Right. You're like, That's I need to get my toes done. A good mm -hmm. emergency supply kit we could put together. Yes. Oh, that, that could be. Nice. That could be a prize. We could. No, maybe maybe <laughs> we're gonna have to change you to doing all. I need. I might need more vocal press. <clears throat> yeah. So where did you go to undergrad? I went to undergrad at Brooklyn College. Oh, what are you, smart or something? <laughs> and I was... Because me and Deborah were like, what's that? Like, we went to St. John's. So I'm just kidding. I'm and kidding. there wasn't I, even an application fee or an admission essay required. <laughs> they were taking anybody. They were like the butt kisses and it takes well, two. For, college, for undergrad, you don't have to apply to the program. You only have to apply to stay in the undergraduate program. You had to apply for your classes. It was a very strange oh, procedure. Wait, wait, go back. Expand on that one. So... You could declare the major, but in order to take a class in the speech communication department, you had to apply for the classes. So you would start with, like, your level one classes, which were, like, phonetics and, like, intro to language, and you would apply for those classes, and they would do it based on your previous GPA in your core classes. So if you didn't have a high enough GPA, you weren't guaranteed to get that class? Right. And so, like, oh. for example, my first semester, they take, like, 60 people mm -hmm. into the level one classes, 
And there would be, like, 120 people on a waiting list. Oh, wow. And then you would apply the next semester. And then each, as you moved up each tier, there'd be, like, less and less seats. So if there were 60 in the first tier, there was, like, 45 in the second. And then, like, 35 in the third. Wow. So weird. It was a very strange process. Were you in the first tier, second, or third? Well, so the the tiers were the classes. And then they got, the the size of your cohort got smaller as you got towards the end. I see, because there was, like, less competition. So some people would end up... Oh, taking so it was like the Amazing Race. <laughs> sure, I've never heard <laughs> of the Amazing Race, but maybe I think I never did either. But I think that's how that I show ne- works. I never did either. But yeah. you just keep going, and then you know you lose people along the right. way. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then people, if you didn't make it in one semester, you could reapply for the same class as the following semester. So you could start with people in tier one, and then you would go like to the next one and the third one, and they would, might be like one below you now. It was very odd. All right, I see. I get it. Okay. Do you want to do question five, Deb, or do you still need more vocal rest? You can go. All right. Let's give Deb some vocal rest. Okay. Uh, did you party in college? I mean, I partied a fair amount in college. Uh-huh. Um, I went to Brooklyn College. I lived in the dorm for one year, and then all my friends moved out of the dorms and got our own apartments in nearby neighborhoods. Yeah. So we all partied a lot at houses and not, like, out of town. I got you. So we did a lot of, like, sitting in... The strange basements in Brooklyn. Interesting. That's good. Do you like That's that? Good. I liked it. Like, was that more? I style? that was more. I was never one. Though, like one time we tried to go to a club, there was like a torrential yeah. downpour, and we decided to go home. So. Yeah, I'm more. I like to go out more. I guess because I like to dance. So, like in college, we did like more going out. People were like hanging out in the dorms. I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna stay home and study. Like, yeah, like, I, I like to be in like, the dorms and then yeah. like go right to my bed. As soon as you were over, you could just Irish goodbye and head to your room, and mm-hmm. no one would know. That's pretty good. It's great. I lived in the dorms the first year of St. John's, and it was very boring, and I had no friends, and I partied <laughs> one day, and I got. So drunk. I had a feeling that that's what their that story was going to. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, walking crooked and seeing double and, like, sleeping by a toilet. And then that was it. <laughs> Never happened again. And then I moved out of the dorms. And I only partied, like, after work. But that was, like, me working and then, like, getting drinks from the bartender. And then, like, going out with all the waiters and pretending I was older than I was. Yeah. But, like, no going out to clubs or anything, except, like, Halloween or with Webster Hall. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, been, there. I've been, been there before on Halloween, yeah. too. I've been times. to some... I've been to also Posh. I'm not sure if it's open anymore, oh, but that no, was a club. Oh, I didn't think so, because the last time I was there, it didn't seem like Oh, it. I forgot about that place. Yeah. That's, like, in Health Kitchen, Usually right? you forget mm-hmm. about it. You go yeah. and you quickly try to forget about yes. it. Interestingly enough, I went to Pasha Shah in Barcelona last year. And I'm like, oh, my youth. <laughs> but I remember because me and Deb were uh, friends in uh, our, in grad school. And she would always be like, come meet up. Let's go. I'm working at the comedy club till 12. And then we're going to go out. And like, yeah, that well, was always Deb's like weekend. That's also very late at night. Deb will be like, it's 1030. You want to go see a show? I'm like, I, I want to go to bed <laughs> yeah, 30 right. minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it just started. Yeah. <laughs> Party's here. Yeah. Because you were always working, Deb, so that's why. I got it. That's right. All right. I think it's important to have a balance between going out and, like, studying because, I mean, college is meant to have fun and have those experiences, so. But I did see, like, my other friends who were not speech majors going out, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I'm like, yeah, no, I can't do that speech major. I got to pick one, maybe two days tops to go out, so. 
I definitely didn't party as much as I saw others, but you know what? I don't care. I'm like, I yeah. paid off for me, so you know, love. What I we're also doing, worked so. in undergrad and grad school, so I didn't go out Same all the time. I was like, I have things to do. So, yeah, working me. was going out for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was fun. So, um, I get this message a lot from people. They're concerned about their GPA mm. that they have currently and whether or not that will affect their ability to get into grad school. And my, I had a 3.78, I think, when I graduated. I graduated summa cum laude. I was in the middle, which I was very happy with. Yeah. I was like, I don't need to be on top, and I don't want to be, like, the last of the high. So I liked being in the middle. And uh, I got into, like, all of my schools, and I hardly even tried. I feel like... I don't even know a part of my life that what happened. So I have no advice for these people who ask me. Uh, I mean, I had, I think, like a 3.8 or a 3.9 when I graduated. I That's applied to five schools in New mm-hmm. York, and I got into all of them except for St. John's, which I thought was, like, ironic wow. and really funny. And I kept the rejection letter. She's like, you know, stay <laughs> humble. That's interesting. Weird. <laughs> I, but I got uh, into yeah. St. John's for undergrad. I don't know. I, I think... I also used to tutor students on the SAT and for college applications, and I think the same thing applies to graduate school, that, like, no school is just looking at your grades or just looking at a GRE score or just looking at a recommendation (laughs) or looking at a whole person because they're building a cohort that they want to later represent them. So if you have a 3.5, but you have an outstanding recommendation and a really interesting resume with lots of experience that might be valued more than your 3.5 because I have people with 4.0s, but they, like, can't, you know, hold a conversation or, like, right, don't have right. any other experiences yeah. outside of that that does, and then they don't excel. Yeah, that's exactly, right. that's exactly. School setting, so not so. much has changed since me and Deb went to yeah. school because that's what they were telling us, too. Yeah. My GPA was high. I was a nerd. That's what I meant by, like, just before, like, I <laughs> didn't go out twice a week, but I could have because I had, like, Pretty much like a 4.0, 3.9. Like, I was crazy. I was like, I need to study. Yeah. Like, all the time. I didn't, I didn't study. Yeah. No, that's whatever. No regrets <laughs> in life. But, you know, that was me. Couldn't change it. So. I don't, I feel like I studied, but um, we had to take three theologies and three philosophies. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm not Amen. studying this. Except I like <laughs> the philosophy. And then also... I actually, believe it or not, got a C in psychology. <gasps> I got one I, C in you, all of college. Did you cry? What a cry. No, like, I didn't because down. it was my second semester of undergrad. I had to move out of my dorm because I was, like, living with a psychopath. <laughs> and I signed up in the beginning of the school year living on campus with my classes. And then I moved off campus and I had no car. I was reliant on, like, two buses to get to school. And psychology was just at this, like really weird time where I was like, do I go to work so I can afford to live, or do I end up being late for psychology, and I was just late for psychology, I missed like two tests, I had to make them up, so I am really great at psychology, and I only got that C because I'm a survivor, I won't (laughs) give up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't gotten a C like ever. I probably would have had a heart attack if I did. So um, that's good. I was you. like C. All right. Wow. <laughs> like, I mean, hats off to you that you were able to do that. Because I never went. Yeah. I had, I had a B minus in sex stats, and I never went to that class. And when I did, I would just like do other work on my computer and 
Yeah. I, I hope I never need to. So I never took psych stats or any stats because I kept hearing how hard it was. And I'm like, I can't bring down my perfect GPA. And I think then, we needed yeah. it. Or someone told me. Maybe someone yeah. lied to me. It might have been a lie, but someone told me I needed it and I took it. And it was For us, miserable. it was mixed. Because it was, like, towards my junior year or even my senior year of undergrad, they were like, oh, you haven't taken it yet? And I'm like, no, and I'm not going to. And I kept hearing mixed things, so I'm like, it wasn't worth the risk for me to get, like, a B, you know? Really? <laughs> 4.0, yeah. Yeah. So that was me. Uh, so my GRE, I don't know. I didn't do as well as I hoped, but whatever. It worked for me. I did take the prep course because, again, that was crazy. So. I don't remember. <laughs> I took the GRE the day after or like the week the monday after my cousin's wedding and i was like wow. so hungover that i wow <coughs> puke on my gr i don't think but I it was fine clearly like, i got into grad school yeah i didn't study yeah any advice for people taking the gre i have advice oh for them. go ahead oh god yeah i didn't i didn't take a prep course or anything i remember signing up and i was like well whatever i should at least look at the test so i remember like sitting at the bus stop being like what am I getting myself into? I don't even know what's on this test. It was wow. not hard, really. And when I was going, I was aiming for a thousand and I got a thousand. But I think it's out of something else right now. So a thousand is like not the number you want. Mm -hmm. um, but I avoided math all of undergrad because I was so scared because I was so bad at math. And I had to take math to graduate. So I didn't take it until the last semester of undergrad. It was such a great math class. It was so helpful. Had I taken that math class either the spring semester before or even the fall semester when I took the GRE my senior year, I would have gotten an even better score on that GRE and I would have gotten more scholarships. So, so the, my advice is to not delay that math class. Oh, good. And have faith in yourself because like even though in high school and like on in maybe younger grades, you struggle with math. You do you do everything better in college because you actually figure out how to learn. Right. So everything's much easier for you to absorb. So take a math class before you take that GRE. But I also didn't take a prep course. I didn't even have a book. I didn't even know. I was like, I just signed up on Pearson. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I didn't take a prep course either, and I took the online had like a practice test that mm -hmm. you could do. Mm -hmm. So I took that and I think my advice would be, yeah, you know more than you think you know and so much of the GRE is based on your ability to reason and use logic skills. And if you're a college mm -hmm. student, you probably can do that. Right. If you've been doing your class readings and writing and creating essays and arguments, you know a lot more information than you think you know and you have the, the underlying skills to figure out the test. Right. Maybe you're not going to know every answer, but you can figure out the test. That's good. Advice. Right, just read it. And then also, a lot of the math... Oh, it sounds like Frankie just peed on something. Okay. A lot of the math is solving inequalities. Well, it was in 2010. I don't remember what the math And was. I didn't know how to do that until I took that math class. Uh, my advice is not to take that prep course. I feel like my score barely went up. Sorry prep courses out there. So you took it twice? I did. I took it once, and then I took the prep course, then I took it again, and it went up like, what, a couple of points? And I'm like, really? <laughs> so I recommend going to the library and getting practice books for free, and I love the library, and get practice books and just like train yourself and like be vigilant and cut and carve out time 
to prepare for the GRE and just make your own prep course. <laughs> yeah. So for the free, when I, tutored, <laughs> when I tutored the SAT, the advice I gave my students was to read the newspaper on their way to the test to also get their mind, like, in this idea of, like, thinking critically. Nice. Mm -hmm. so that's Good one. Could apply for the GREs. Good yeah. one. I like these questions, these answers, and these questions. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Question seven. We're back to me because I'm on the odd number, right? Uh, how many grad schools did you apply to, and how many did you get into? You kind of already answered Yeah, that, I applied right? to five in New York. Do you want me to name them? Sure. Yeah. I applied to Hunter, Brooklyn, NYU, St. John's, and then I applied to Emerson in Boston. Mm -hmm. And I got into four, and not St. John's. Interesting. All right. I applied to, um, I applied to St. John's, Montclair, William Patterson, Hofstra, Delphi, did I say St. John's? Yeah. NYU and Columbia. I got into everyone except for NYU. They didn't want me. It's okay. It's okay. Everything <laughs> happens for a reason. <laughs> Hold on to that rejection letter. I graduated in the spring, in the fall, spring, what is that? A the middle uh, one? I graduated, yeah, in the fall, fall. what was it, De December, whatever. Yeah. And uh, St. John's was the only school that had that. So I applied and got in and just started right away. So And then I did my grad assistantship like that in September. So that goes to question eight. Did you have any scholarships, grad assistant, research opportunities? opportunities? Yeah. So in undergrad, I had a full scholarship because I was in Macaulay in the Honors College of CUNY. So they gave okay. you a full scholarship and they gave you um, like a fund to go study abroad. So I had an opportunity to use my colleges funds to go nice. to London. Um, oh, awesome. And as part of my undergraduate capstone, I had to do research, mm. um, which I got to like present at a few conferences, which was cool. Cool. What was your research on? Um, my research still lives somewhere on the internet, so if Whoa. anyone Googles it, because we had to like keep a blog, um, I was researching, I ended up writing a play as my capstone wow. about a person who was deaf and living in the deaf community, and that was my creative alternative oh. to writing an actual thesis paper. Very nice. Um, cool. And then in graduate school, I also had opportunities to do research. I got a scholarship for um, a research opportunity if I worked with one of our adjunct professors, and so I got to work with her on studying Jamaican Creole and the syntax of speakers who speak English and Jamaican Creole, and I got to travel to Jamaica and collect data. You know, I'm the only one on this show who paid for college. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, I do, but I did have to pay for some of graduate school. So that's <laughs> so question nine. Then, do you have student loans? Okay. I don't. I'm sorry, Deborah. Don't hate me. I have some. I I paid for two, three semesters of graduate school. Mm -hmm. um, I was working in graduate school, so I was able to cover like some of the costs each semester, and then I took out loans to cover the rest of it. And I have about three thirty thousand dollars left in loans. Mm -hmm. But my goal is it will be paid off by thirty. Okay. Put it out there. Good for you. And you will you will do that. Yes, I have a lot of I have all of the loans. All of the loans. All of the loans. All of the loans. Um okay, number ten. Yeah. What was the hardest thing about being a graduate student? I it wasn't that hard. I don't know. I I think the hardest thing about being a graduate student was that you were still a student. Um, I think that by the time I was getting to the last two semesters of graduate school, 
I was really eager to kind of be done with school. I had been in school for so Mm -hmm. long and I really, really wanted to be in the workforce and like actually get to do my job every day and not go to class. That for me was the hardest part. Um, I guess time management was troubling, but (coughs) I think I kind of figured that out in undergrad and so it wasn't that hard to do the same thing. Yeah. A couple years later. I felt like like there was no way that it was, the content was not difficult. It wasn't like I couldn't wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. The workload sometimes I guess I got a little snotty or like senioritis towards the end. I'm like, really? That's what you want me to do right now? <laughs> like oh, whatever it was, like, yeah. you know, just some stupid bibliography. I don't even want to hear the word citation again. <laughs> Yeah. Don't get your PhD. I know. No, I'm uh, I know you are. <laughs> I'm dying here. Okay. So uh, <coughs> I, I, feel this, I felt the same way too, but like what always would keep me going is like, all right, just like kind of enjoy being a student because I would always like meet different people and they're always like, oh my God, just enjoy being a student. So I kind of had that voice in the back of my head. So yeah. And we have reached the halfway point. There's our timer. So we'll go over some housekeeping stuff. So if you're not already, follow us on Instagram. It's SLP's Wine and Cheese Pod, and there's an underscore between each word. You can DM us or you could send us an email, SLP's Wine and Cheese, all one word. Uh, and you could follow me on Instagram. It's Maria at, gmail. at gmail.com. Excuse me. SLP's Wine and Cheese at gmail.com. You could follow me on Instagram, see what I'm up to. Maria underscore K-O-T-S-O-N-I-S-S-L-P. And I usually tag myself in the SLP's page on the SLP's page. And then you have Deborah's uh, Instagram. It's Deborah D-E-B-O-R-A-H Brooks SLP. And our guest, if you want to follow our guest and see her exciting adventures. Yeah, you can follow me. There's not much speech-related content, but maybe one of these days I'll get mm-hmm. around to posting some. But yeah, you can yes. see my travels from the summer. Um, my Instagram is C-A-O-R-O-S, O-R-O-S, one, three. All right. Uh, we also had a listener question. I feel like now is a good time to talk about it. We'll pause between our questions for Christina, and we'll go to one of our listener questions. So our listener asked about um, picking speech as her second career and what advice she had. I already messaged her, but I feel like it's such a great question. We might as well just talk about it. So uh, when I and when Deborah and I responded to her, we recommended that If you're in another field not related to speech and you're thinking about changing and going back to school for speech, I would recommend going and observing a speech therapist. Make sure you like what they do, you know, like actually try to get inside a school or a nursing home, anything. Like ask around, uh, hey, if you want to try to message one of us or something, you know, try to find a way to really see with your own eyes. And really ask yourself, like, do I picture myself doing this? Can I do this? And like put yourself in their shoes. What do you think, Christina? I mean, because you're, like, sort of fresh out of school. Yeah, I, I completely advice? agree with that. Make sure it's really something you want to do. Um, and if there, if you live in a state where it's an option to become an SLPA first, oh, you're that's an a assistant, that yeah. might be a good place to start yes. to kind of, like, get some of the learning under your belt and get some certifications. I also, yeah, I would recommend observing... Mm-hmm. And 
ask your SLP friends if, yeah. you know, what they think and be ready to commit. That's a good Be one. ready to commit some time to it because it's yeah. not like a quick nine-month certification process, but if right. you really want to do it, go for it. Yes. I also think it's important. I feel like um, I did well at being an SLP because I worked in a daycare as a high school student, and I also spent a lot of time babysitting, and I just understood kids and how to structure their day based on being a daycare employee. Um, and I also understood how to calm them down or get them to, you know, participate in an undesirable task. So really get to understand human behavior and um, ways in which you can motivate a very young, irrational individual to do things <laughs> that are in their best interest. But then in addition to that, if you um, want to be in the medical setting, then you should study medical textbooks at home, in addition to everything that you're doing, get familiar with all the medical terminology, try to volunteer in a hospital, shadow somebody in a hospital if they'll let you, um, and maybe even get a job at a hospital just so that people know you, and then maybe they might be more interested in hiring you as a CF. But from my experience, it's very difficult to penetrate that setup setting unless you have some sort of inside connection. Yeah. So. Definitely work hard at that if that's what you want to do. If you think you want to be in the medical setting or even skilled nursing, you should definitely try to have your um, have a strong placement in college and then also have um, your CF in a medical setting because for the most part, those places don't want to hire you if your whole resume is education setting. So really think about uh, what you're doing and choose wisely. All right. Great tips. I'm glad we answered that question. I felt like we got a lot of uh, good tips in there. So, are we ready to go back? Christine, are you ready for yeah. more questions? Okay. Absolutely. Question 11 was, what, what was, was easier than you thought? About the whole... About the whole continuum and uh, your whole journey. I mean, it's very anxiety-ridding from the high school <laughs> to the college right. to the grad school. I, I think... What was easier about it is I kind of like Deb, like I used to work in a school before I, and while I was in graduate school mm -hmm. preparing to be an SLP. And I think that I had a really strong comfort level working with young people and working. So important. I think. And it, it felt really natural to me. So yeah, I think that that's something that was easier than I thought. And also like lesson planning is so much easier than you make it out to be in your mind. You think that you need to bring a new thing for every kid yeah. 65 times a week, and you don't. Let's cheers to that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't. I don't cheers. have anything in that cup. Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I sound great. I know. Smelly cat, smelly cat. <laughs> what are they feeding you? <laughs> Side note, Christina, are you a Friends fan? I am. I was watching oh, Friends this afternoon on my couch while making materials for the new it was, it I was feel like great. it's a cancer connection. We just <laughs> polished off the wine. Remember when they changed Phoebe's voice for a better voice? And she's oh, like, yes. oh my god, I'm amazing! <laughs> yes, yes. And then and then when it's like the big reveal at the end. Oh yeah, cheers. Cheers. It's like the big reveal at the end. And yeah, I had to sip. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh no, Phoebe found out that she was only there for the looks because her voice yes. was sad. She's like, oh... That poor, ugly woman. <laughs> she's like just glad she's pretty. <laughs> <gasps> <Sorry. laughs> 
All right, so question 12, was your comp exam difficult? We did not have comp exams uh, at right, Hunter yes. College. Right. Um, we had instead, we had to complete a summative project, which was right. of our choice, and we had to work on it through our final year of graduate school. I did mine on Jamaican Creole because yes. I was working with my professor on that. So mm -hmm. it was super cool for me because I got to help her collect her research, and then she graciously allowed me to use a portion of it to do my whole analysis on it. Um, so I studied copula structures in bilingual speakers of Jamaican Creole wow. and Standard American English. And what, what did you find? What were your findings in your research? So there is very little research. She got to <laughs> She's like, so hold on to your seats, people, when I talk about this. Yeah. Uh, there's study. very little research on Jamaican Creole and English, uh, but what tends to happen, and we were looking at adult populations, but now that I work in a school and a lot of my students have um, backgrounds as from Caribbean islands and from Jamaica included in that, that the copula structure in Jamaican Creole, they omit the is. So like mm -hmm. instead of saying like we are going, they might say we is going or we right. going. And yes. that's a fine use of their structure. And mm -hmm. so in bilingual speakers, they often code switch to that. Yes, I've and seen it, that before in Spanish, too. Right. And mm -hmm. so what happens a lot of the times is that if it's an adult and they've had some sort of brain injury, mm -hmm. they're code switching and they're taking a standard test in English and someone's like, oh, no, something's wrong. This is pathological. He's right. doing all these weird things with a scapula when really, like, he's just code switched into Creole. Uh -huh. um, so we were trying to collect some data on healthy individuals to sort of fuel what would be an appropriate treatment for someone who's a bilingual speaker. Okay. Speaking of Caribbean speakers, I went to an awesome Caribbean restaurant in Brooklyn Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's called Negril BLBK for Brooklyn. I think I posted on the story. I'll post it on our story. It was yeah. awesome. Best hands down, best lobster. Where in Brooklyn was it? Uh, Park Slope. Cool. And every Wednesday it's like reggae night, so I'm going to go back. I'm excited. So much fun. Yes, we should all go. Do a guest that. podcast at. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We'll definitely get the audio to work there. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> All right. Uh, question 13. Deborah is going to have some vocal rest. I'm just going to take over and Deb could chime in whenever. Uh, how was the praxis? What did you study? What did you do to study? Um, the praxis was fine. Yes. I think the hardest part of the praxis was that they are very, very strict on standardized testing. When you come in, they make you like. Take off your oh, sweatshirt yeah. and like right. take off yeah. your rings right. and jewelry. And that to me was more stress inducing than really? the actual content of the exam. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I you felt are a smart cookie then. Because I was like, yes, I got this. I'm going to be here all day. Is this going to cut into my time? I felt fine. fine about it. And one of my professors had told me that there like tends to be a theme. So mm. like you tend to get a bunch of questions within one particular area of speech. And I was really concerned that I would get one in, like, an area I didn't know. But I thought it was pretty well balanced. I also told myself, like, we're not going to know every answer. That's and no one tip. expects you to get every answer Good. right. Yeah. Get as many right as you can. Right. To and pass it. Yeah. And you don't have to rely as much on your textbook knowledge as you can rely on, like, your clinical experiences, I felt. Yeah. So to study, I think I took one of the online practice tests. I didn't buy a book. I, I didn't look at my notes. I bought the book. <laughs> Obviously. We didn't have calm, so that wasn't helpful. Right, right. I just I just took it and I figured that like if it didn't work I still had plenty of time to retake it because you don't need it right away. You don't need it to graduate from a mm, master's program. Right. So 
Yeah. Okay. I took it. I took it like right. I think I took like the comps and the praxis in the same week. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I um, did really well. I don't know what I. They don't tell you what you got on it, but I called for my scores because my mom was too impatient, <laughs> and it was like me, my mom, and this dude on the phone, like <laughs> conferencing, trying to find out my score. So like at that point, I'm like, well, if I failed, like my mom can't strangle me because she's just on the phone. Right. Like she's so far away. Good tip. Yeah. Good tip. But the guy was like, wow, you got the highest score. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know. The, I feel like my whole test was about cult, cult, uh, cultural diversity. Did we, did we take it together, by the way? I don't know. I this, felt it like I took it at, at the... At a, no, we took... Did you take it at Pace? Oh, yeah, we took it at Pace, yeah. and then we went to that bar after. Yes, we did. Oh, my... Yeah. That was like foreshadowing. We're like, let's go get drunk oh, yeah. now we took this test. And here we Everyone are. did that after. Minus yeah. the test now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like... Um, That's right. I think, yeah, we went together, I think. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I remember that was, yeah, we, we did take that piece. And yeah, it was cultural. It was so, yes, so, that's was. what I was going to say. It was so easy, I feel like, because everything was like, yes, you should be culturally diverse. Yes. No. Yes. Standardized assessments do not apply to everyone. Right. Yes. <laughs> They are ignored in the... Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> a language sample is great comparing to the, compare them to their peers with the right. same background. Um, a dynamic yes. assessment. Yes. Everything was dynamic yes. assessment. Just similar yeah. to your research. Don't be a racist. Yes. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> yes. Also, a lot of them are really, like, common. Some of them are pretty common sense questions. Like, yeah. Yes. If you went to school and studied this for at least right. two years, you're, like, going to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah, it was all cool. And they're not trying to trick you. I didn't feel like they no, were trying no, to... No, it was not, not like my graduate school stats test where I was like, you're trying to make this yeah. hard on yeah. purpose. The, a good tip. Good tip. All right, so then you took your praxis, you did well, and then you started applying to jobs, right? How many places did you apply to? Question 14. So, I don't know the number offhand, but I knew that I wanted to work in a charter school since I taught at a oh, charter right. school... So well, we never I, talked about that. Oh, our, our charter school connection. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I actually just cold emailed probably like 20 or 30 charter schools in New York City with a cover letter on my resume saying like, I don't know if you guys hire speech therapists, but right. I won, hire me. Right. So I you love took this. that. You took that initiative. Yeah. You I heard back from like maybe one or two of them being like, we don't actually hire direct, we hire through agencies. Uh -huh. um, and then I was like, okay, so maybe I should start applying to agencies and right. figure out which agencies have charter schools in their contracts. And that's how I ended up where I ended up. But before that, Deb and I met yeah. three years before my CF. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I don't know if we shouldn't name names or anything. Like, what do you... No, think? maybe you can name names. I don't okay. care. I, so we both... So I was... We both work for City Sounds of New York currently... I was working at City Sounds. I was placed at Achievement First Brooklyn High School, and that's a charter school. And Christina was hired as an assistant teacher, teacher assistant, TA. TIR, like their teacher mm -hmm. in residence, but like yeah. only one day a week because I was in grad school, but they just needed somebody to cover their independent reading blocks on Fridays. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was covering their independent reading blocks on and Fridays. And you qualified because you were pursuing an education. Yeah, I qualified because I had a bachelor's degree. Yes. And I was seeking a master's degree in an education field. Right. And I had taken all of those weird certifications you take in graduate school, like Dignity for All Students Act. Uh-huh. The yeah. test, the, the, yeah. DO, the, the New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. all those, like... I took those, two before grad right. school. Good so I had... the New Yorkers. Yeah. I those. Might have, yeah. I had 
enough certifications that I could qualify. And I always had another teacher in the room. I wasn't, like, teaching, teaching. But right. I had a right. teacher there. I'm going to just reiterate my point. So if you work, if you want, oh. if you see yourself working in the Department of Education or in New York City, don't think, like, oh, I don't want to work for the Department of Education. You still need those certifications. Yeah. So try taking those before you even go to grad school because grad school gets all crazy and you got your own grad school. That's so, a good tip. Thank you. I'm, I told you it's the wine. It's the <laughs> It's the French wine. Um, yeah, so take those. And I took two in one day. I was like, take one, you go get yeah. lunch. You, 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 could do, you could do some online, too. Some of the certifications oh, were online, some of the changed. workshops. And, like, <laughs> on a day off, I just, like, sat at my computer yeah. for eight hours. I went through them. It's called tools. Get Them Done. Because when you're in grad school and you're ready, before you know it, you'll be ready to apply for jobs and you want to work in a school, they're going to ask you, do you have these tests? And you want to be like, yep, here I go. Here are my passing scores. Ready? Yep. So, uh, where did you do your CFY? Question 15. So, I did my CFY at City Sounds. No connection to Deb from our prior life from there. No. Um, no. I just ended up there. Then the day that they're like, this is your supervisor. I was like, yeah. you look really good. I was an hour late to sign the papers. I couldn't find any parking. Yes. I walked in there like, does the mob own all these garages? Why is everything commercial vehicles? And I was like, this I sounds did. familiar. <laughs> I remember hearing this voice when I was teaching reading to mom. Yeah. What, I have a question, side note of question uh, 15B. What was it like being, like, in the same <clears throat> charter school with Deb? Did you interact with her at all? Like, so you were the reading yeah. person, and she was the SLP at the time. So when I was teaching reading, I was only there one day a week. I'm going to take some watermelon on this. It's, right, it's quite hot in here. We need some refreshing <laughs> I, I brought some And yes. my co-teacher, I told him that I was in graduate school, and I was... Hello, Reinhardt. Hello. <laughs> He's not listening to this. He could be. <laughs> and I told him that I was, I was like, oh, I'm getting my master's in speech. He was like, oh, you should meet Miss Brooke. She's the speech therapist here. And so we met. Deb gave me a packet on um, poems for February. I still have it. I found it today. No, oh, it's, it was What is Love by William Shakespeare. It was a whole packet, and things I hate about Yeah. It. But those were our poems of the month. So if anybody asked me what we did February 2000. 14, 15, 15, yeah. then I can tell you we read What is Love, poem by William Shakespeare, and we also read 10 Things I, I Hate About You, Yeah, and uh, we identified and interpreted rhetorical devices within each poem, and wow. we, um, I feel like you also, there was some reading comprehension on the authors of the poems, yes. so some like, who is Robert Frost, right. type of thing, yes. where was he born, why mm -hmm. did he do this, um, but we didn't really interact that no, much, I think we met like that one time. Yeah, that was and it. And then, like, I was about it. Yeah, I gave so her my package. So, they brought us back together. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> so, we all know that Deb loves poems. So, look at yes. that. Not much has changed, right? Yes. I like poems. As you create what does. Does. in school. Oh. <clears throat> all right. So, the setting was... So, your CF was in a charter school? In a charter school, mm -hmm. in a general education middle school. Um, and then I also worked with the fourth grade that was in the elementary school in the same building. So fourth or eighth grade, nine-year-olds to 16-year-olds. Mm -hmm. Are you still, oh, well, okay, are you still there now? Yep, I'll be back there in just a week's time. Wow. So. Do you do poems, too? Are you I do. <laughs> oh, Did I steal that. an idea from Deb? Well, no, that's no. because Deb, question number 17, was your CF supervisor. Tell right. us about that. Yeah. Um, no, Deb, so Deb, <laughs> tell us about Deb. Deb, no, I, I, I can take anything. De Deb, go have some honey in the next room. <laughs> go, go talk to Frankie. 
Yeah. Ghost make sure Frankie didn't pee anywhere else. Anything on this Christina's. <laughs> I, I hope I heard Mike yell, I know he peed. Yeah. That's yeah. all right. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell no, us about I your thought Jeff was a great supervisor. I mm-hmm. was really worried that I would either have no supervision for my CF or too much supervision. Uh-huh. And it's really about a balance. And I think Jen yes. had a good balance good. because I also think Deb is very insightful that she, like, knew how much supervision we needed. So if there was something you were doing real well, she wasn't going to intervene. But, like, if you were struggling with an area, like, if you weren't getting your notes in or if you weren't coming up with ideas for therapy that were really targeting their goals, like, that's when she was going to intervene. Right. Um, It wasn't, like, grad school where somebody was just, like, telling you what to do all the time. (laughs) Right. Or, like, hounding you for notes. And it wasn't like, all right, well, just do your do your thing, and I hope it's okay. Um, she came once a month to observe us. Oh, okay, um, yes. And, and she came at the same time, so now Deb, like, knows my group of right. students super right. well, which I, I thought was fun. I think I recommend that to see if yeah. supervisors out there. Like, all I did was, because I didn't have a ton of availability, and my school had half days on Wednesdays. So I went to my elementary school until 12 o'clock. Then I observed... One of my three CFs every Wednesday from 12.30 to 1.30. And then I was at my preschool by 2.15. So I only had that time available. So I made a Google Doc of every Wednesday from September until June. And then I had them sign up their, I had the date, their name, and then the address. Because there's a lot of these schools. You can just Google the name. There's like six. (laughs) Right. So and like the room number. Because like it, it got confusing. And I really got to see just one group, which at first I was like, oh, I'm just going to see the same kids over and over again. Like, is this going to be helpful to them? And I was like, no, it's great because I get to see, like, the baseline and the progress. So I do recommend going to see the – I mean, obviously, if somebody's having a problem with a certain group, then make the effort to observe that. But in general, just, like, for, like, a rule of thumb, just go at the same time. And then those kids, like, know you and they look forward to seeing you. Yeah, they're, like, they're going to ask about you next year. (laughs) You're going to have to come back and make a celebrity visit because they ask every time, where's Miss Debbie? And also, that was the (laughs) name Debbie. So I know, people do that. She just went for it. So you had these pizza pizza meetings. Well, wait, the glow and grow, too. Yeah, glow and grow. Yeah, so each week we we wrote a glow and a grow, and then Deb would respond to it, um, which I thought was a nice way to reflect. I also went to the staff meetings at our school, And they had, like, a similar thing at the end of each week. We would write a reflection Mm -hmm. based on some quote. So I always think that that's, like, a really important... I I think it's a really important thing to do to not just, like, go to work every day and do your job and then leave, but to also, like, take some time to think about what you did and how it went and was it good, was it bad, what could I change, how do I make it better? Um, And I like to put pictures of my glows and grows. Uh, (laughs) That was my favorite thing to do. Yeah. And I think it was good, too, because just in terms of of record keeping, we had a record of all of our indirect therapy um, in terms of uh, you can do direct therapy, which you do um, an hour a month, and indirect, you do two hours a month. So we did a half hour um, every Wednesday. The Glow and Grow was due at 9 p.m. This way, it had a, a date, Christina's response, my feedback. So if there was any type of question in terms of, like, was this CF adequately supervised, we had everything on record by the date so so that we were just completely prepared. And then we did the pizza meetings just in an informal way of, like, okay, what's happening? Right. Let's get to the good stuff. Yeah. A lot of, like, so what was terrible this week? And, like, 
you know. Yeah. I think you're lucky that you had such an organized and yeah great supervision. Yeah, I mean, and it was, but it wasn't yeah. like too much. It was organized, right. but it wasn't yes. like this is overbearing. And it so. seemed fun. You had pizza meetings. Yeah, that and, was fun. Yeah, and we got those taken care of. City Sounds paid for our pizza. Oh, meetings. yeah. So all right. well, Mike paid for all the pizza meetings, but then Mike got paid back. Did he get paid back? I mean, I had uh, my super, my CF supervisor was at the same school as me. We shared a room, so I got to be with her all the time. But I wasn't like we didn't do like, pizza meal. I mean, we had lunch every day, so that's like how we <laughs> mm-hmm. did it. And like my big tip for like uh, CFs out there is, a lot of times you're like nervous to ask, and sometimes I feel like just observe and watch them and what they do. So that way, if you have a question for them, you could just be like, "All right, if if I were her, like if I were my CF, what would she do?" And it's like, if you know them pretty well and you know their style, like, you could try to, like, kind of put yourself yeah. in their shoes. That's Copy them. I mean, yeah, I'm poetry you know, all the way, guys. <laughs> and then if you didn't work out, then you know for the next time, right? So, anyway, question 18. Uh, how did you prepare for your caseload? Well, I didn't find out my placement for my caseload until, like, two or three days before it was, maybe like a week before, mm-hmm. um, I had a big idea that it was going to either be middle school or high school. Okay. Um, so I like went on Teachers by Teachers and downloaded yeah. all sorts of free things related to middle school okay, good. students. I like um, the word free in that sense. Yeah. Go girl. Um, I did an all about me for the first week. I did a lot of like push in the first couple weeks yes. to observe and also get a sense of what do they need to be able to do in the classroom. Good. And tip. then... I like to have themes and units in my sessions instead of, like, trying to reinvent the wheel Good. Monday through Friday. Look at this. So, one. we did... You could tell Deb was We did a newsletter. Her. That was my best Oh, theme. that was so good. That was great. She did this newsletter. Everyone participated. It was good. Yeah. They all, like, some did, like... Like, an article, I'm like, what, what was the article about? That they interviewed their one of their teachers, because, uh, like, sixth grade girls love to get all the dirt from their teacher, so, like, we're going to interview our teacher, and we're going to ask her all these questions, and it was the best thing in the world, and they were so excited, yeah. and their teacher was so excited, oh. um, and, and then they like had to, like, prepare their questions. Um, there was, like, a weird, there was a voting booth, where, right, like, someone voted oh. what, what should be in our prize box, and they oh wrote, like, our oh, yeah. inventative essays yes. on it. <laughs> there was, we shouldn't have uniforms. Right. There were some wow. poems. Yeah, it was really good. It was, it was fun. It was very good, like, it was, like, a lit mag, and, like, it was, oh. like, a newsletter lit mag that had all sorts of, it was, like, a collaborative yeah. project. One student wrote all about her fluency strategies. I was super impressed. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And then that was great, because, like, not only did these kids, like, weekly work on something that they like built towards but then they had a physical thing to be proud of they and then Christina just had one episode where episode one uh, <laughs> session where you just had them going out in the hallways like passing them out like social skills and also oh. like advocating for themselves I'm proud of this work that I did let me tell you like a wow. brief synopsis of yeah. like what we have here and how I contributed so it, it was, was great fun. highly recommend yeah, highly recommend doing it. It's easy. And then I got my older students to edit it and, like, proofread it, oh which my. was, like, a great way. Because I was like, eighth graders don't really want to, like, contribute. Right. But they were like, we'll edit it. We'll organize yeah. it. And then they had a partner, too. That's so awesome. You can find something for everyone. I know. <coughs> that was awesome. That was just, whoa. Um, okay. So let's do, pick, like, two or three CF do's. So, I mean, you said a lot. So if you were to say, us, like, two, two, two do's. One do, um, uh-huh. just observe, and 
advocate for yourself and your students with your school. So, like, nice. if you think you need something, talk to the dean or the administrators. They're, my, my dean administrators were so willing yeah. to do anything. Good. Um, and advocate for your students because they won't always. And teach them how to advocate for themselves so awesome. that they can. Mm-hmm. And I would say also do walk-in confident. No one knows that you're a CF except for another SLP. So you don't have to, like, tell someone that this is your first year at grad school. I mean, you can tell yeah. it's your first year at grad school, but they don't know the difference between mm-hmm. a CF and a SLP. Yes. A few extra To them, you are the speech person, and you're taking right. the kids. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and just be confident. You know more than you know. Also, the kids mm-hmm. will, like, sense fear if you feel uncomfortable. Oh, my God, so true. So just walk yeah. in there and... Also, don't be afraid to explain your rationale to students. They're done with yeah. their wine, so I'm going to drink to that too much. By myself. <laughs> but so, don't be afraid, yeah. to, don't so be afraid to tell your kids, don'ts. like, we're Here's doing don'ts. Yeah. Tell don't don'ts. be afraid of, like, telling your kids what speech therapy is. Like, yeah, that's You good. can tell your eight-year-old why they're in speech therapy and have them rewrite their goals and have them understand it and have them take ownership over it. So don't. Be afraid of talking yeah. about it. Don't hesitate mm-hmm. with, that. like, your ideas. They're right. probably good. Yes. Good and one. don't be afraid to listen to your students. I got half my ideas from students. The newsletter yeah. idea yeah. came because we read an interview, and all these girls were like, we want to do an interview. And then I was like, great, we'll find, we'll, yeah, yeah let's create an interview. Let's make it into a new, you want to publish it? Sure. And so then listen. That wonderful yeah. idea was Started really, really eleven year olds. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go into our tip and trick segment. Uh, since you just gave us a lot of do's and don'ts, what's a trick you should do or tip or trick? And this is a trick that you know doesn't even. I know what my anything. trick is going to be, and right. I feel like Christine is going to be mad when she hears my oh, trick because well, it's going to be probably what she. Uh, I've been stealing my trick. My trick is, I'm stealing from Christina. Yeah. <laughs> Go oh, for it. Okay. So mine is to give your kids cool pens. Oh. <laughs> it's such a good trick. <laughs> it is such a good trick. Every color of Sharpie, it'll cost you like 15 bucks to invest in some really but, colorful pens and really colorful Sharpies. But if you want them to do something and you're like, you can you can do it. Here is pick two bright Sharpies. They but get try. fine ones because yes. when you don't get the fine ones, then you yeah, the point gets they're called dumb. flare pens. Yes, Spell the flare, flare, whatever. This, this is, is like a, I've been actually. It's using. a different one. Well, well, okay. well that's a good one. one. I have a ton. Yeah. Maybe in room. We should post. I think I gave Deb's up at the end of our yeah. time together. Um, my other trick would be. Well, no, that was my trick. Okay. I'll give you. I'll give you a dip. Since that <laughs> yes, yeah, you can no, do a I, trick. No, I know. Like you are gonna be jealous. Of my tip and trick. So, <laughs> my other one is to just sometimes. No, you don't. This isn't your other one. Oh, this, this is your is just, only. This is my yeah. only trick. Yeah, this is like <laughs> separate from all the free <laughs> advice you just gave. Like we need to that, get that now. first one was not your time. That was twenty questions game. This is now <laughs> trick. tip or trick segment. Deb's trick is buy fun. Colored pens. Completely my idea. <laughs> Completely my idea. <laughs> my? That she stemmed off from someone yeah. else, I guess. So, Christina, what's your tip? My trick? trick would be, maybe this is still from Deb, too, so it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Sometimes, students are going to behave in ways that you can't control and just ignore it. Because uh-huh. you can't control everyone and you can't control everything. And all you can so. do is make the best of the situation for everyone who's in there. 
So you don't need to react to every behavior because they will only react to your That's reaction. Great. No, uh, no attention for negative behavior. That's what I say. So my tip or trick is not that fun and exciting. Mine was related to session notes. I feel like CFs always have questions about paperwork management. So how I still do my session notes is I have one big binder with every student, including individual and group sessions. Each have their own session note. And when you go through your schedule, let's say Wednesdays, you're going to take all those individual session notes out and put them on a clipboard. So you have them all like in one small place. And then when you're done, move them to the back of the clipboard and you just have like, let's say you have 10 sessions, you're only going to have like 10 papers on that clipboard. So I feel like it's overwhelming when you're like going through your binder and you're flipping through these papers. It's like just condense them all today's kids on your binder. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. So on that note, let's end with our quote. Yes. Do you want, Christina, can you read our quote? Okay, yes. There's a quote. There's a quote. There's always a quote. <laughs> okay. This quote is, be like a duck, calm on the surface, but always paddling like the dickens underneath. <laughs> By Michael Caine. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So I think that's a good quote for a CF. Yeah. Walk yeah. in like you know what you're doing. You are a calm floating duck, but underneath you are... Doing lots of other things <laughs> yes. that are less calm. That's, that's, that's why we <laughs> like buying notes. crazy colored pens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, I'm Maria. I'm Deb. I'm Christina. And thank you for listening. Good night. Adios.